Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Tonight joining me is Damo. How are you, mate? Uh, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, pretty fresh tonight, so definitely shivering through the pot, I'd say. <laughs> I'm, In a uh, sunny Melbourne, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not too bad. It hasn't been too bad the uh, last couple of days, but... Um, I'm just uh, relaxing uh, in my lounge room at the moment. Just, uh, yeah, I think I'm a bit warmer than you. <laughs> Sounds it, mate. No, no shoeies tonight, mate. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, might uh, might have a few uh, few rums or uh, something uh, a little bit in the top shelf, as uh, Mister Mister Dan Andrews says. But um, uh, it's not not too bad at the moment. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> Sounds all right. Well, I might get into talking about how um, my team went this week. I uh, end up scoring 61 points, um, captaining Bruno. It was a bit of mixed bag this week with uh, the minus one from Antonio and uh, Jimenez blanking and Tony blanking. But definitely if the returns of Gray, Salah and TAA and Shaw, it sort of helped pull me out of the shit. So wasn't too bad. I'm currently ranked 296,000, so I dropped a few spots, but um, still under that 300k mark. So yeah, not too bad. How did you go this week, mate? Uh yeah, a bit worse than you. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, straight after it, I uh, pulled my wild card. I was disgusted uh, in my captain score of a whole minus two. Uh, captain D'Antonio scored 54. Uh, obviously, the teams uh, Sanchez, TAA, Shaw, Cresswell, Digne. Uh, Salah, Benny Boy, uh, Bruno, uh, Tony Antonio and DCL up front. So the might of Antonio pulling a minus two for me being captain and DCL not playing and not, <laughs> not very good at all. But uh, I sort of sat through the Man United. I was watching the West Ham game at the time, but I sat through the Man United game and as soon as Ronaldo scored his first one, I'm like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> because all I needed to see, because uh, there were so many talks of him being benched, I'm like, no, I'm not going to bring him in. I'm not going to bring him in. And then, and then obviously he started, and I'm like, nah, that's it. Here we go, wild card. Let's go. No, I definitely. But we'll I talk about you. that later. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. On that yeah, one. I was so, like, what's the worst? He's going to score a second goal, and then scored a second goal. It's good. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, so I, my overall points are three eighteen. Uh, I dropped a significant amount. I'm on um, 92K now. I dropped from about 17K. So need to get back on the horse. As I said, I've pulled the wild card, which I'll talk about later, and hopefully we can uh, have a successful wild card. Yeah, I reckon uh, both wild cards happening on this show. I reckon we're due. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I'll talk about the FPL Twitter League template team that was made by... A friend of the pod, Tien, from the FPL Planner. Um, this week we backed up game week three with a score of 68, which is pretty respectable after 68 last week. Um, the average is 57, so smash the average this week. Um, we played Sanchez, TAA, Shaw, Livermento, Salah, Ben Rama, Greenwood, and Rafinha, and then had the captain on that big Ronnie up front with Antonio and DCL. So we end up finishing. Uh, with Brownhill in our team because DCL was out. But our overall rank still sitting at 13.5K, considered uh, only lost probably 2K spots, so not too bad at all. 
Um, also like to give a bit of a plug for the FPL Amateurs of Oz League. At the moment, FPL plan is leading it on 342 points. Next up is she was only 11 at 325 and clean sheets at 311. So not too bad. I'm sort of falling a bit behind. I think I might be sitting about eighth in that league. So kind of need to pick up my game if it's uh, my league that I'm running. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, top score for the week was Rooney United, 81 points. Jeez, I haven't heard that name for a while, mate. Yeah, I know. It's been, been a while. You'd think, you'd think he'd be um, front and centre for Man United. Yeah, he's only, what, three years? Is he a couple of years older or younger than Ronaldo? Uh, yeah, I think he's sitting at a age of 35, I think, mate. Oh, yeah, seeing, seeing that you use the word plump, I think that's uh, quite accurate there. <laughs> I think it just describes Rooney as a whole, I think. Uh-huh. Okay, we might get into the week four review. Um, we'll start with uh, Spurs and Crystal Palace. Um, you can lead this one off if you want, mate. Hey, no stress. Um, yeah, so well, the first person I want to talk about is probably Gallagher. Uh, if you're not on your wild card, I probably wouldn't be bringing him in now. I'd be bringing him in in week eight or nine. Uh, if you are on your wild card, potentially bring him in now. I know he has Liverpool away uh, this week. But after that, Brighton, Leicester at home in the next two, then his fixtures actually become easier. Uh, one to watch is Edouard. Mate, the, he scored two goals in six minutes. So if this guy can actually get a start in the Crystal Palace team, and I actually don't mind the way the Crystal Palace team actually played. Like I saw them uh, play against us the week beforehand. And if he starts for Palace, I'd begin on him as a forward uh, Ford Enabler, uh, especially before the Lukaku move uh, in round, game week seven, around about game week seven. He's, uh, look, he looks a quality player, and at 6.5, you can't, uh, well, you can't fault it really. Uh, for Spurs. Than, um, ben Teke has in the last two years. So. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Last year, I got on Ben Teke uh, come sort of. The leagues that I play in, uh, they have like a final series and I got on Benteke come mm. those final series and he actually led me to a championship. So I cannot fault Benteke. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of this season, if Eduard uh, does start, I think he'd be a, he's going to be a serious player. But he's a, he's a wait and see. He's not – don't bring me in your teams now, but he's a wait and see. If he can start, uh, I think there's good things coming for, uh, for you if you bring him in. Uh, as for Spurs, I've literally written nil, avoid. Uh, <laughs> they just they look. They've got they got a couple of great wins at the start, in a couple of one nil wins, but uh, they play they play shopping. So I think I'll let you talk more about the game itself and the plays you're looking at. Um, yeah, I've pretty much got the same written down. Uh, Connor Gallagher, mate, uh, he's the man for my heart. I'm absolutely obsessed with him at the moment. So. I'm actually going to bring him in this week in my wild card, so I couldn't wait till week nine. So definitely um, be keeping him in there. He is an absolute machine. Like he had 20 passes in the opposition half, nine crosses, and three of his six shots and two of those were blocked. So he was absolutely on a tear. So definitely could recommend bringing him in if you are on your wild card. Um, I also agree with the Edouard stuff I really think if he gets a start he's definitely worth bringing in as well um, from a, a Spurs point of view the only person I wrote down was Emerson um, I think he actually might be nailed into Tengenga's spot 
especially now that Tanganga's out for a red card for trying to uh, put a shot on Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> um, I had a look at the stats because I sort of, that first 20 minutes, actually, Emerson was pretty impressive, but obviously the way Spurs play the rest of that game, it kind of died down a little bit. So, But he did uh, get on the ball quite a bit and did get down the sideline quite a fair bit as well and ended up sort of the same similar stats to uh, Regulan. So definitely might be a good shout if um, they learn how to play football again. So <laughs> um, next up, we might get on to Man United and Newcastle. Uh, I don't think I've seen a game that's had so much pre-match hype from the FPL community. It was like Twitter was melting down for about four days before the game. Um, I sort of, I jotted down Bruno Fernandez and Ronaldo because those were a big talking point with people wanting to trade out Bruno for Ronaldo in the game. They uh, actually had two really good games. I think Ronaldo's game was improved because he got the two goals. I think he was a pretty quiet compared to Bruno, but I had written down if you if you want to take the risk and not get Ronaldo in, I do think Bruno is a good pick for the next four to five weeks till their fixtures actually hard enough a bit and to get a bit strong. I had some stats down here with Luke Shaw as well. He had 93 touches, which is insane, and 11 crosses and five chances created. So if anyone hasn't got Luke Shaw in, which there's 43% of people that do have him in, I definitely recommend getting him in at least for the next five weeks. Um, with Newcastle, I haven't really written anyone down, but um, I'm sure you'll be able to talk about a certain player on that team. <laughs> yeah, so I'll start with Manu before I go to Newcastle. Uh, I agree. I think the Ronaldo-Shaw double-up is a no-brainer. Uh, Shaw's only 5.5 as well, which in, in terms of his output, I think it's good value. Uh, his, oh, the Manu's next set of run is you know, West Ham, which I'm hoping they have a bad one, but <laughs> you never know. Uh, Villa, Everton. Uh, Leicester. Well, one of us is going to be happy uh, next week, aren't we? Uh, there's no fear in these fixtures for Man U. They should get the you know, As I said, I preface this on, uh, I hope not, but they should get the job done in all four games. You know, Man U, uh, I just want to say, you know, can we have Lingard back now? You know, he, he caught... <laughs> I have to mention this, you know, uh, beautiful, beautiful, you know, pass for the assist, you know, in the Champions League to lose them the game, you know. Mate, <laughs> we're needing for that hate. last 20 minutes, mate. We can't do that. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, on, 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 a serious, on, on a serious note, um, you know, obviously he's not relevant for the Premier League or EPL, uh, sorry, FPL this season. Uh, for Newcastle, I will talk about him more in differentials uh, and potentially being in my team come uh, the weekend. But uh, St. Maximin, uh, he is one to watch, being, uh, I think, 6.5 as well. So, But I will talk about him more, um, the differential. Yeah, definitely. That's If I was getting a Newcastle player, I'd definitely that'd be the only person I'd be looking at since Callum Wilson's mm. out injured still. So. Um, next up, um, talk about Brentford and Brighton. I'll um, do this one just because I'm a Brentford trufer from day one. Um, I've written down Raya versus Sanchez because you know in my predicament I had both goalkeepers and I was tossing up between which one. And I do recall you saying the one that you pick is going to blank and the one that you don't pick is going to score. So it, it happened exactly like that. 
So <laughs> definitely a great pick by me. I, I was all in Brentford and, uh, yeah, ended up biting me in the butt. So I um, wrote down Ivan Tony. I've never seen a bloke do so much work and not get rewarded. It's a bit disappointing that his strike partner couldn't finish because he should have had a few assists. He His ownership has gone down from 22.5 to about 15.3, so there are people that are getting off. But, yeah, his fixture run's a bit hard coming up, so I don't blame people getting off him. I've got off him this week. So I uh, wrote down Cucurella from Brighton. He made his full debut this week, and he actually looked quite impressive. He uh, got down the touchline a fair bit, got a lot of touches on the ball, and he did a couple of long through balls that almost ended in a couple of goals. So definitely one for the watch list at the moment. I'm not 100% sure what their fixtures are like. Have you seen their fixtures coming up? Are they not too bad? or uh, Avoid. avoid. I'll, I was actually going to talk. Uh, I'll might as well uh, talk about it. I'm avoiding all Brentford players. Um, they've got real tough fixtures uh, from game week five to nine. Uh, they've got... Uh, I think they've got uh, Wolves coming up this week, so that's one of the easier ones. But then Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester, it doesn't get easier for them. Uh, and I can't, I, I won't be bringing in any Brentford players. And I think people should, or I think people will be jumping off, um, given that people are hitting their wild card uh, and you know getting rid of Tony. There's not really, other than, I know you've got Raya, it's not really any too many other assets that you should have from Brentford at the moment. Uh, for the Brighton side, obviously Sanchez, but everyone should have him anyway. He's the best 4.5 keeper in the game at the moment, I believe. Other than that, Duffy potentially as an enabler is 4.2. Again, yep. if you're on your wild card, probably if you're on your wild card only. And I was... I've written down Trossard at 6.4. He's going to be a watch and see. Their game week uh, five to nine fixtures are okay. They've got Leicester, Crystal Palace, Arsenal and Norwich in the next four. So, you know, if he does the same thing that he did this week, he may be uh, someone to look at. A little bit pricey if if you're going Ronkaku or whatever, <laughs> however iteration that you want to say it, uh, with the three Primos, he's probably a bit too expensive to have in your team and there's probably better options at that price. But um, you never know. You know, if he, if he comes out and scores another double haul, uh, you might be, you know, this time the next week we might be looking at him. Yeah, no, definitely. It's the same price as Ben Rama, so you're kind of comparing like a Ferrari with a 1982 Datsun. So. <laughs> well, Ben Rama, Rafinha, all sort of similar prices. So, Yeah, no, definitely. I sort of, with the Duffy and Sanchez, you can kind of plug them in your lineup over the next few weeks when the fixtures are good. Mm. But, yeah, apart from that, it's not really much uh, to talk about there. Um, next up, we've got Arsenal and Norwich. I might let you start off this one, mate. I'm sure you're excited to talk about this game. <laughs> uh, well, look, Arsenal have um, some real good features. You know, game week five to game week uh, five to eleven, uh, some really really tasty fixtures. Uh, I'd be looking at players like Tierney, uh, White, who's four point four, good for wild card. He's a, I think he's a centre back. So uh, if you can afford it, I'd go Tierney over White. But um, look, they should keep cleans. 
looking at Orba as well, but being 9.9, again, due to Ronkaku, probably not. Yeah. Uh, you love that, don't you, Ronkaku? Mate, I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, I saw today on Twitter uh, someone had actually put a post up that uh, said, oh, you know, what should we nickname uh, what should we nickname the pair? So, and I actually, I did like Ronkaku. I thought, uh, I thought that was quite, uh, quite clever. On the Norwich side, now Norwich is going to be amazing against yep. one if you're on your wild card and you're trying to fit in the big boys. You're trying to fit in those three. I'd be looking at Williams. I'd be looking at, and I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, Omo Bamdidele, whatever. <laughs> 3.9, <laughs> 3.9 Norwich uh, player. I would be looking at those two. Probably Williams over over Omo. I'm going to call him Omo, uh, <laughs> given that he's a centre-back. Yeah. But so I've got Williams in my team. They've got some, actually got some decent fixtures that you may even start an Norwich player. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, the only other question we have is, and again, I will bring this up in uh, another segment, is it Pookie time? 5.9, <laughs> I'll speak about him in differentials, but it may just be Pookie time. It could be Pookie time. I, I missed the boat on Pookie time. I think I was three weeks too late last year. So <laughs> if he does haul this week, I'm definitely going to be all for Pookie time. Um, I've written down a couple of players from Norwich. I kind of feel a bit dirty when I think, oh, I could have Norwich players in my team. But their actually fixture runs pretty good. Apart from Chelsea, like you could nearly hold all Norwich players to about week 15, <laughs> which is a decent <laughs> run of fixtures. I um, wrote down uh, Max Ahrens. Uh, five crosses, 19 passes in the opposition's half. At 4.5, I really think that he could be a decent shout at getting an attacking return in this run of fixtures coming up. I uh, wrote down my hidden gem as well, uh, Kenny McLean. As you know, mate, he's uh, he's, <laughs> he's heavily owned by about three people. So, um, I was like, didn't didn't you get booed, didn't you get booed off a Twitter space talking about him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a polite way to put it, mate. Um, he, he was close to actually getting a header. If it was a, an inch closer, it would have went in, and uh, I would have been sitting here pumping my myself up on the pod. So, but Thanks, apart Lee. from, <laughs> but I do actually like the shout of Williams as well at four point as a Man United fan, I actually I rate him big time. So definitely a good shout if you're looking for that enabler. I think we should just rename Norwich the Enablers because their whole squad's just full of enablers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, from uh, Arsenal, I am looking at Tioni. I've brought him in this week just because it's almost like a cheaper version of Luke Shaw pretty much. And if uh, Arsenal can pull it together over the next few weeks, I reckon you could get a haul. So. Definitely have him down. And Tommy Yasu, who made his debut for Arsenal, he got down the sideline quite a fair bit, got a few shots on, a um, few good passes into the box. And if he keeps that spot, which I don't see why he wouldn't because they've been absolutely shit out the first three weeks, <laughs> um, he's definitely worth a shout at 4.5. So definitely yeah, um, dirty thinking about Arsenal, having them in my team. But, um, <laughs> yeah, two good shouts there. You know what? No one can ever say that you're boring, given that you're talking about McLean, you're talking about Tamayasu. You know what? If these players start hauling, you need to – it'll be godlike levels. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it, I just – from the eye test, like the stats don't really show the full story, but from the eye test mm-hmm. watching them play, 
I just think that they could be someone to watch, but I'll talk about it a bit later anyway in that other segment. Um, next up, we've got Leicester and Man City. I I didn't really enjoy this game. Like it had pieces where it wasn't too bad, but I think out of Man City, I'll, I'd only be looking at Grealish and probably Cancelo and Diaz just because I think the rotation outweighs the excitement for me. I just, yeah, I can't get too excited about Man City, but Cancelo and Diaz look like they're pretty nailed down in that team. So if anyone was wanting to bring in any players, I'd definitely recommend those two. And with Leicester, I kind of, outside Ricardo, who's injured currently, I wouldn't be entertaining really anyone at the moment, even though they have a good fixture run. Just because of the plays that you do want to look at are priced awkwardly and you can easily go elsewhere around that price. What do you think, Matt? Uh, well, all I, all I want to say about Leicester is, can they have Riyadh back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, so sick of Man, I'm so sick of Man City buying talent and then not playing them. Uh, the, look, Leicester almost have the almost have the best pitches uh, yep. from game week five to game week sixteen. They've only got two tough pitches in that run, but no one's talking about them because there's no sexiness about them at the moment. I think they're a wait and see. I think if you have Barnes, you you stick with him at this point. As much as Barnes has been frustrating, yep. the, at least for the next couple just to see if they can turn their sort of form around. Um, as for City, as you said, Cancelo, uh, good on wild card. He's got a good fixture this week. Then he's not got, got a Man City, got a couple of tough ones. But uh, obviously at 6.0, you're paying a pretty dollar for uh, for him. Uh, I would be targeting Man City players from game week eight. If, again, if you're not on wild card, I'm, uh, I'm actually thinking of bringing in Torres. Um, you know, I've written here, do we bring in Torres? I think the only, I think the, the, the way you answer that question is if you have a balanced side, and what I mean by that is if you're not going the three, like three big dogs, I think you can bring him into your side, start him, because at worst, you know, at worst he doesn't play, uh, and then you get your first, um, your first off the bench. I still think he's going to be good, but so I'm probably going to be bringing him in. Uh, yeah. He's still a decent, he's still a decent shell as a good asset. Like they're playing Southampton this week, and yeah. no disrespect to Southampton. I can see City putting four or five, uh, you know, through them. So, and if uh, Torres is there, he's got to be in within the goals. Could be deja vu. Torres could uh, get minus one and be red carded, mate. So. <laughs> Don't say that. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else you like to talk about from Man City or you? No, nah, that's it, mate. Too easy. We'll get on to Southampton and West Ham. I'll let you take the lead on this, mate. Yeah, no stress. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about Southampton first and then I'll jump into uh, West Ham. Look, the only Southampton player I would say, if you haven't got him, bring him in, is Livermento. 4.1, he's good. I watched, obviously watched the Southampton-West Ham game. <laughs> he looked quality. Uh, running, you know, running down those wings, he may even start out of position. I know there's talks, and I've forgotten the bloke's name. Maybe you can help me. But the the uh, pullback that might be coming. Uh, Walker is it Walker Peters? I think it's Walker yeah, Peters. Yeah, Carl Walker Peters coming yeah. back. 
So it looks like Liverpool may be playing a bit further up the pitch. He's good. The kid can play. He's exciting. Bring him in. He, you can even start him. Obviously not this week playing Man City, but you can start him when they've got some good fixtures. Uh, as for West Ham, uh, you know, and it saddens me to say this, you need to start jumping off. You know, their fixture will turn in around about game week eight. We do play notoriously bad against Everton too. The yep. only one, the only player that I would be bringing in, and that this is on the preface, if you still have your wild card as a punt, is Bowen. He's 6.0. He will play uh, up top for us this week. I'm, and, again, I know it's against Man U, so we probably won't get a goal, but <laughs> he's the only one that uh, he's worth a punt if you're if you if you haven't played your wild card yet. It's like okay, I've got two frees. I'll you know jump on him uh, and then see how we go. He's six point oh, so nice. he's he's not a bad shout. Um, but again, he I wouldn't be jumping on anyone anyone else. I will talk about uh, Antonio later because I know it's one of the questions. Yeah, but. Um, it's I can't see us. I can't see people bringing in West Ham assets at this point. I think people are starting to wildcard. They're starting to jump off West Ham because there's other teams that have better fixtures, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Like if you if you don't have any in now, you're definitely probably not bringing in anyone. Um, I've pretty much I didn't write anything for Southampton, so. Uh, that is all sweet for me. Um, I just wrote down that Ben Rama and Fanals definitely should maybe get a uptick in uh, FPL output with uh, Antonio out this week. But I definitely, if you were going to get rid of them, I I don't see an issue. But I'd maybe hold Antonio just for maybe the next two to three fixtures if you do have him, if you can afford to leave him on the bench because they do play Brentford and who's the other one they got coming up? Um, Brentford and Leeds and Everton and Spurs. So, I mean, Spurs looks like an absolute disaster at the moment. So, you never know. But, yeah, I'd definitely probably hold him at least for the next two weeks before getting rid of him. Mm. But that's only if you have the luxury of doing that. So, And we always turn up for Spurs. They're, you know, they're one of our biggest rivals. So, I agree with you there. And um, also, I just put a big watch on how they juggle the Europe football as well, just because they haven't been in Europe mm. for quite a while. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they manage players' well-being and stuff, and if whether they're going to rest players or use early substitutions, or yeah, might be something worth. We've got about. a we've got a relatively small squad in comparison to a lot of the European sides. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how we line up come the first game against Zagreb. Uh, yeah. So that'll sort of determine uh, what will happen on the weekend too. So it's, it's, it's a wait and see. And I've def- and I wrote down Creswell is probably the only defender I'd have over Sufao. I think if you're going to have someone spend the extra point five and get Creswell, because I think he's going to have a higher chance of getting an attack in return compared to Sufao. Yeah, he's on set pieces, so um, on some set pieces, so he's a good shout. Yeah, definitely. Well, we might get on to Watford and Wolves. Um, I'll start this one if you want. I'll talk okay. about my boy, Semedo. Definitely um, I got a bit of PTSD watching numerous uh, highlights of 
his one-on-ones. I've got to say this before you say, how he didn't get a double uh, double return is beyond me. <laughs> it oh, was... <laughs> I was like, I saw the talk on Twitter because I didn't get a chance to watch the game. So I went, oh, I guarantee it's not as bad as everyone's saying. So when I watched it, <laughs> it was pretty upsetting to see that he only ended up um, getting the clean sheet and he could have been sitting at the same as uh, Trent Alexander with the, the 15 points. So a little bit disappointing. Um, also, a lot to say, Jimenez, he missed an absolute sitter as well. So it was, um, yeah, double double sadness for me watching that. So, But anyway, I uh, wrote down Saar as well. Uh, as I was speaking to you before, I think you can get Saar in and then holding for the next 14 or till maybe game week 15. And you can just set and forget and leave me in the team because I do have a great run of fixtures. So, and and you're talking about uh, the Wolves size and the goalkeeper, yeah, aren't uh, you? Not Sar from uh, <laughs> from Watford, are you? No, nah, the shorter Sar. <laughs> yeah, S A Sar. But um, I, with Wolves, I haven't really written down too much apart from Sar. But I'll let you go on because you you've got a few plays that you like from there. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll start off with Wolves. Uh, Again, I'm going to butcher this name, but Marcal, Marcal, whatever his name is, <laughs> double-digit return, 4.5. But I would actually spend the money, the 0.4, and grab Semedo. He's only 2.8% owned. You'd think every second person and their dog owns him, given uh, looking at uh, Twitter and people showing their teams. Everyone seems to have him in their side, but he's only 2.8% owned. I think that'll change in the next couple of weeks anyway. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, Jimenez as well, or uh, Jimenez as well, uh, he's only 4.2% 4, 4. owned. I thought he was, uh, I actually thought he was more, uh, much more percentage, percentage owned than that. You know, reluctantly, due to so many forward and upward injuries, I think that's, you know, Jimenez is the one we're going to have to bring in. Yeah, uh, you know, he hasn't shown, he hasn't shown much at the moment. But their fixtures are very good. He's yeah. decently priced. Uh, I think you bring him in for the at least for the next five or six, and hopefully he starts getting some returns. Uh, uh, moving on to Watford, I think Watford are a very similar team to Norwich. That yeah. if you bring in Watford players, it is purely for being for being budget enablers. You've got Sissoko. Midfielder, 4.5, budget enabler. Uh, I think he, again, he hasn't done much so far, but uh, he's, I think he is, how do I put it, attacking-esque per se. Yeah. But, again, at, at 4.5, 4. You, you, you stick him in there. Uh, if he's you know, like a budget, um, budget Dracore. <laughs> Actually, Dracore is a little bit better than that, but we'll go on. <laughs> um, the only other then, one is probably... Yeah, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I Dennis, uh, yeah. mentioned Dennis at 5.2 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Dennis at 5.2. Uh, if you're not, again, with the whole Ronkaku thing, you're probably looking at either putting Dennis as your third forward, Puki as your third forward, uh, or a dead 4.5. They're probably the three options if you're sort of going Ronkaku. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but again, well, Dennis has actually been all right. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's the 
fourth or fifth highest forward scorer, as in in the FPL game. So yeah. hasn't been too bad anyway, and their fixtures are uh, are okay. The next two, two or three, so it might be worth a shout. But I just think there's better options anyway. Yeah, no, nah, dude. What a what a time to be alive when you those are your three options to be able to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, I might just quickly touch on the Marcel because there's a lot of talk around the Marcel versus um, Semedo. Semedo is pretty much dominating him in every single attacking, pretty much every attacking stat there is. He's also 11 touches in the box compared to, I think it's three for Marcel. So um, Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's worth jumping up that extra 0.4. I will say, though, and I will touch on this later when we talk about uh, leads, but... Ailing probably will have to play centre back the next three. So yeah. if you're thinking of bringing in sort of cheap enablers like Semedo uh, and Ailing, potentially don't go Ailing and just go the Wolves double up down back. So going Marcel and Semedo. But yeah. I wouldn't. I agree with you. I would not get Marcel <laughs> over Semedo. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, we might move on to Chelsea and Villa. Um, I wrote down Watkins, and I know before you say they have terrible fixtures, he just looked really good. He just, like, he's the only thing that caused any problems for Chelsea, and, I mean, they didn't really have a lot of problems, but he uh, he looked pretty good, especially playing up front of Ing. So I really think he might be worth looking at when their fixtures do open up, which I think is after week seven. So he might be just worth keeping an eye on to see how he performs over the next few weeks. Um, looking at... Chelsea, apart from long, uh, Lukaku just being an absolute machine, I uh, thought I'd write down as a bit of a discussion point uh, Alonso, Reese James, and the Chilwell. Where are you looking at with those three players and who do you think is best looking at? Well, I think that's, they're two separate categories anyway. You've got the Alonso-Chilwell debate, which is one argument. I think James actually lives out of that. James, I think, is actually nailed on that other side. Yeah. He's 5.6. He's the only Chelsea defender at this point in time that I'm that I would be thinking of bringing in. Yeah, I like Alonso, but I feel like at one point in time, Alonso Chilwell is just going to go yo-yo. Yeah, uh, until they find a balance, and I, I'm not really interested in bringing in Rudiger or a centre back. Yes, yeah. they'll get cleans, but I'd rather spend the point one more and just get James. They've got some good fixtures upcoming, probably be in my side in game week seven over Chihuahua Alonso. Uh, yeah. And as we, you know, as we spoke earlier, uh, Lukaku was good. You know, bring him in. You might, you know, you might be bringing in the double. You might be bringing him in game week seven or eight for Ronaldo. Yeah. You know, but again, there's no issues bringing bringing him. I say Ronkaku, no, Lukaku now. So uh, as for Villa, uh, I would completely avoid Villa. Uh, I just, they, they don't, I don't know if that's any different for you, but uh, obviously you've mentioned Watkins, but uh, I just can't see myself bringing anyone from Villa in and I think it's just an avoid for now. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree with that. The only reason I brought the Watkins in is he's um, down to 7.3, so you could downgrade uh, Jimenez if you really wanted to after week seven. But 
there's still a couple more weeks I need to keep looking at Watkins before I'd even mm. look at that. So, and you're not gonna well, you're not gonna save much. It's only a point one, I think. I think Jimenez is seven point four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's better. I think there's probably better options in that six point five category anyway. That if you're gonna uh, downgrade uh, Jimenez, that they you know more worth a shout rather than. Yeah, no, it's definitely um might go on to Leeds versus Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written down Trent Alexander Arnold. He was he's just an absolute machine. Seventy three touches, ten crosses, six chances created, and three shots. That is just like if you're talking about premiums, you nearly have to put Trent Alexander Arnold in with the other premiums because at his price, he's giving you like return as a premium midfielder. <laughs> What do you reckon? Do you agree with that or do you oh, sort of think that is? 100%. Sort of- no, 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 100%. He's he's almost your first on in your team. He's the first in your team. He plays like a midfielder. He scores like a midfielder. Uh, he He's good. He's good. I I know you want to talk about Salah as well, but I, I don't know you want to talk about yeah. yeah, I don't only want to talk about Salah. I think it's time for a pre, uh, premium triple, a premium triple yeah. for uh, for Liverpool. Uh, TAA Salah uh, and Yota. I heard them say Yota today. <laughs> I was watching just to give you a yeah, give you a bit of context. I was watching Football Family tonight or um, FBL Family, and um, I've forgotten the girl, the woman's name on there, but she's she there. Yeah, she called him Yota. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's. That's three different versions of Jota and Jota. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, well, I think he, even though he didn't return this week, I think he's good. Uh, he's he's going to return. It's not a matter of if, but when. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be going the premium. Uh, or It's not so much premium, but I'm going to be going the three uh, Liverpool players in my team. Uh, what about uh, Leeds? Anyone? I know I'm going to talk about Leeds in a minute, but do you want to talk about Leeds? Uh, first, um, I've written down one person is Rafinha. I think that is the only asset that I'm. I've got him in my team at the moment, my wild card team. So definitely, I think he's the only option at the moment with Bamford having that injury cloud. He um was quite lively in a game where they lost three nil. He uh, had three chances created, had six crosses, so he was definitely being mm. dangerous and looked like the best player for Leeds. But with their upcoming fixture run, I think he's going to absolutely get a haul. So. My only question is, I know they've got good fixtures, but is Leeds a trap? Defensively, yes. Like with the people mm. talking about Ailing because he's so cheap, well, yeah. so is Norwich players too. So, Yeah. Um, I think, as you said, I've got Rafinha. I won't touch anyone else. I know there's a lot of talk about Bamford, but... I got burnt this weekend, uh, last weekend with DCL. You know, they he he apparently trained. It was all good, and then come game day, he's now out for three weeks. So uh, there's been massive talks that Bamford, uh, his uh, hamstring, uh, he's got a hamstring injury. I would not be, I would not be touching Bamford uh, at this point unless we get some solid news in the press conferences that he is good go uh even then i'm probably not going to bring him in uh i would and as i said earlier i would avoid ailing he will play center back for the next three weeks 
And as we know, Leeds cannot keep a clean sheet to save their life. Uh, because, anyway. uh, yeah, and uh, Sturick, because Sturick, uh, his uh, ban was, uh, what's the word, upheld, if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he's out for three weeks. He's out for three weeks. So uh, Ailing will play centre-back for the next three weeks. So I reckon he's a uh, complete miss. Uh, yeah. If you're on wild card and you want to bring in a cheaper player, go for Mar- um, Marcel instead from Wolves. You know, yeah. uh, rather than ailing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, definitely agree with that sentiment, mate. Um, might jump onto Everton and Burnley. I uh, ripped down mm-hmm. Gray and Jacore. I Gray's jumped up to five point seven now. Obviously, he's getting a bit more popular than he was when I brought him in at the five point five. But with DCL out, I really think he could actually get a bit more uh, focus in attack, and he could actually get a few more goals, a few more assists. So. I wouldn't begrudge anyone that needs to bring him in on their wild card or just even bring him in just a simple transfer. So definitely um, with their fixtures, he's definitely a good pickup. And also Dracore at 5.5. He just looks like an absolute machine in the midfield there and getting a lot of touches on the ball and creating a lot of chances. And that through ball to Gray to score his goal was like it was a peach. So definitely... Mm. um, Definitely would rate those two chances if you're wanting to pick up some evident assets. Um, with Burnley, I didn't even write anything. So there, um, hand over to you, mate. Yeah, no, no stress. Uh, obviously, the big debate is: Do I go Gray? Do I go Jacore? Very similar outputs. If you need the extra point two, Jacore is probably the way to go. Uh, you know, Gray. I think he's gotten three goals. Jacore's gotten one goal and three assists. So it looks like Jacore. He's getting assists rather than and Gray's, you know, getting the goals sort of thing. The way that they play, it's really much muchness. I don't think you can go wrong with either. I will mention though the forgotten Everton man uh, in yep. Townsend. Uh, you know, this weekend he scored a goal, had two assists uh, for a massive score of twelve, uh, yep. five point four. So. Cheaper than a Gray and Decore. Don't know if he keeps it up, but I think if you can afford it, you go Gray. Yeah. I still think it's Gray one, Decore two, Townsend three. Yeah. But I don't think you can go. I don't think you can go wrong per se. The way Everton are playing as well. Uh, I think their gap has got got them playing quite well. So yeah, uh, no. as for Burnley. Yeah, as for Burnley, they've got good fixtures from game week 7 to 12, but I can't see I, anyone I'd bring in at, at any point uh, at all. So, yeah, it was <laughs> the same with you. That they had a fair bit of hype, but, yeah, I just can't get excited about Burnley. I, I can get excited about Norwich, but, yeah, Burnley just doesn't do it for me at the moment. Mm. So. <laughs> Uh, that wraps up our game week. So we might get on to talking about some differentials, some players that aren't highly owned that you think can have a bit of high upside. I have written down two here. I think Semedo and uh, Tierney, both great mm-hmm. options, I think, is your third, fourth option in defense. And you can nearly play them every week for the, at least the next five to six fixtures. So definitely think that those are a great differential, especially at their low ownership as well. So. Yeah, I, I've got two as well. I've got St. Maximan at uh, 6.5. He's going to play up front. Wilson's still injured. 
Uh, he scored or assisted in every game bar the Villa game. Uh, he's a great player to put in as differential, 7% owned uh, as well. So, and he's an enabler given that he's uh, 6.5. As I said, he, he's probably going to go on, uh, in my wildcard team and he's going to be my placeholder for Edward as a watch and see. Same price. Uh, the only one, uh, other one I'd look at is Pookie again. Is it Pookie party time? 5.9, budget enabler from for uh, Romkaku, Watford, Everton, Burnley and Brighton in their next four. Is it time for the Pookie show? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> if, he, if he does haul this week, I might be buying a, a VIP ticket next week. Anyway, I might get on to players to watch. Is there anyone that you think people should be looking at for the next uh, couple of weeks' fixtures? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm going to throw in two. Obviously, I've talked about Edouard to death, so I'm not going to mention him again. But, you know, obviously, exciting player, electric, all that kind of stuff. You know, two goals <laughs> two, two goals in six minutes. So Definition anyway, of electric, he's good. Definition. Exactly. He's good. The other one uh, I would look at, with Jim, uh, Jimenez struggling, will we see – and I'm going to butcher his name, but will we see Huang get some starts? He's 5.5. Obviously plays for um, for Wolves. Wolves have got good fixtures. If he starts getting starts getting starts, starts over <laughs> him and Jimenez, he might be the one to bring in. Uh, he scored pretty well. I think he was only he was only on the field for twenty or so minutes. I believe he scored a goal, if I'm not mistaken. He scored eight points. Uh, yeah. What did he do? Yeah, well, he scored a goal. Known. So. He was known for that um, in the Bundesliga, coming off the bench mm. and scoring goals. So, yeah, definitely yeah, um, so, agree with you on that. Mm. Uh, um, anyone else for yourself? Well, I'd hate to say I told oh. you so, so about Hwang, but <laughs> if you, um, in our – was it the podcast a few that were talking about the the incoming players? And I said if he can get a start, he might be worth looking at because he does look quite impressive in uh, a bigger sample yeah. size. Um, I wrote down – uh, Tommy Yasu and Ramsdale, just because Ramsdale looks like he might have beaten out Leno, Leno uh, for that starting spot, and he's at 4.5. So I think you could plug him in if you wanted to do him and Sanchez and plug and switch around each week. Yeah. That's if he keeps it. If that if he keeps a spot, you definitely could do that. And I wrote down Tommy Yasu as well, actually, I spoke about before um, at that yeah. 4.5. Yeah, I think with Ramsdale at the moment, we don't know all – I'd say Leno does come back. So if you can afford to have those sort of two 4.5 keepers in your side, it might be a very good option uh, until he sort of shows that he's – if he shows he's number one, then he's probably the – he will probably be the best 4.5 uh, option, but we need to see if he's number one. Yep. And I just wrote down Cucurello as well, but obviously Brighton's fixtures, I think there's about three or four good fixtures, but mm. at that 5.0, it's it's a bit more expensive than you probably want to spend on that fifth or fourth option. So, Yeah. Um, we might get on to the striker crisis. I'll let you talk about this, seeing as it's affected you quite a fair bit <laughs> over the weekend. So yeah. screw your heart well, out, mate. Look, Yeah, well, look, DCL injured, Antonio suspended, Bamford doubt, Wilson doubt. Oh, I think Wilson's already been ruled out. Can players like Jimenez, Eduard, St. Maximan, Pookie, Dennis, can they hold the line for us? 
I think we're going to have to bring in one or two of these players in the next couple anyway, uh, depending on who you have. As I said earlier, if you go on the three premiums, you're probably going to have to bring in, you probably won't even be able to afford Jimenez and uh, Edward. You're probably going to have to look for, say, Pookie and Dennis uh, for that third spot. But at the moment, obviously, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of doubt with um, some of these players. So it is a wait and see. Uh, but I think there are some there, there's some talented players coming through in, in the next in the next few, and I think a few will surprise. Yeah, no, definitely. That that is a good shout, especially if you're going the two premiums up front. You're probably going to have to have Pookie or Dennis, or probably Dennis and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, might get onto some general advice, just some uh, info that we could both pass around to anyone that's used their wild card or using their wild card. I sort of wrote down: if you are building your wild uh, wild card team this week, you kind of want it to last for that four to five weeks, so you can roll over a few of those free transfers, and you want to maximise the wild card by giving yourself the best chance and getting good consistency in your point returns. And don't be afraid to take a risk on a player that no one's talking about. Like for me, uh, old Kenny McLean. So could be could pay in spades, or you could just be like me and getting laughed off a space off Twitter. So, <laughs> and and for me, uh, obviously, uh, touching on your point, you know, I'm looking at Edward. I'm looking at Saint Maximan. They're not really talked about at the moment, but I think they will be in the next uh, in the next two or three weeks. Uh, in terms of my advice is. Don't my advice is don't go the three premiums. It yeah. will handicap your team. Five point five players are five point five players for a reason. You know, they might have one or two or three good games, but inevitably you you're picking premium players for a reason. And I think you need to pick premium players, but enough that you have a balanced side. I would say stick to two and just rotate if you when you want you know the hot player. So have Ronaldo for this period. Then once you know Lukaku starts banging in goals, you know swap them around, you know, or maybe don't go Lukaku at all. Just stick to Ronaldo. You know there will be premiums that are coming through. As I mentioned last week, KDB is coming back. What you know? What is the landscape going to look like in the next three weeks in terms of him, his return? You know, I think Salah's good. You know, Salah, you keep in your team. Do, do not get rid of Salah for you know Lukaku or Ronaldo. You keep Salah in your side. But yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe you know next week or the week after. All of a sudden, Bruno and uh, Bruno and um, Ronaldo. They form this great partnership. We both know we, we know that they're Portuguese. They play in the same national side. If they start assisting and you know scoring scoring goals, you might need to double up on them. So you don't want to be too restrictive in terms of the three. I'd say stick to two and then rotate when you need to. Yeah, and if you want to have a lot of uh, premium players, uh, make a team for your wife, and then you can get the players that you don't have. In your team. <laughs> Enjoy the best of both worlds. Um, the next segment we've got is a new segment we're having on the show called Shit the Beg segment. Uh, we're going to go through a player each week that is highly owned that shits the bed. So I've picked Antonio. 
you know all this too well, mate. He um he shut the bed uh-huh. this week with the minus one points and the red cards. So yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully he thinks about it this week, has a good hard look in the mirror, and he comes back and bangs in a double. So how about you? Who do you have this week, mate? Oh, you know what? I reckon I've got Antonio as well, but um, I reckon I reckon secretly, secretly, he probably got told by Moisey, look. We're not going to start you in the Europa League. <laughs> so, you know, Wenham, Wenham got himself uh, two yellows, so then he's only suspended for the one game, so then he can start up front <laughs> in Europe. Uh, but enough about that. Um, I think Antonio is the one in terms of that, shit, that has absolutely shit the bed this week. You know, you <laughs> could throw in Tang, Tang, and Gat, Tang oh, Bloody hell! I can't even say his name. Tanganga, yeah. <laughs> or even Shrik. Uh But no, Antonio is definitely the uh, shit the bed candidate this week. And because you captain him, he's pretty much shut the bed, then rubbed oh. it all up the wall. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, not that my um... score was great. Not that my score was great anyway. But um, yeah, just uh, lost points on that. Yeah, that's all. Nah, it's all good. Mate. It's all good. Um, we might get on to the mailbag questions. Um, first question we got is, will this be the week Mara starts? I know who this <laughs> is, old JV, mate. He's uh, been for mm-hmm. a torrid time lately. Um, I, I said he would start last week and he didn't, so I might leave this to you, mate. I, I, I can't offer well, any guidance. Well, all I'm going to say is, and I'll say this directly to you, JV, you've gotten rid of him this week. So he will start and he will haul. <laughs> And just do, to annoy you. <laughs> just go grab a six-pack of beer, mate, and just drink that mm-hmm. six-pack, mate. And then after you finish that, you you reach in, you grab the scotch, and you keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, good advice, I reckon. I, I reckon you'll take that on board. Um, mm-hmm. Next question is, uh, Ronaldo or Lukaku, is it worth having both? Um, I'll let you mm-hmm. speak first on this one, seeing you on the no, uh, no. Uh, Ron, yeah. Ronaku. What do you like to call them <laughs> during the game? <laughs> No, no, I look, I think uh, as I've sort of, as we've covered in this pod, I think you pick the one that you want and you stick with them. And if you have to, then like, uh, what my strategy is going to be is probably for the next three or four, I'm going to have Ronaldo on my side come game week seven or eight. There's a little bit of a fixture turn for Man United. I think that's the time that you sort of move, into, move on to Lukaku and then yep. you just keep bouncing those those premiums. As I said, I have seen teams with both uh, with both uh, Ronaldo and Lukaku, and you know what? It might work. I saw someone who scored, I think, almost a hundred points this week. But yeah. you're not going to have those premiums scoring double digit hauls every single week. Uh, yeah. You know, what I mean, all it takes is a blank from Lukaku or Ronaldo, and then Obviously, because you've got lesser players around them, you end up as a, with a score of about 30 or 40 and then your rank is shot. So yeah. I think balanced is the way to go. You pick Ronaldo, you pick Lukaku. It doesn't matter. They're both, they're both good and you sort of you, you, you ride the fixture run. Yeah, no, that's it. I, I sort of said I want to keep Ronaldo for another, for the probably four or five weeks and then I'll get him out for mm-hmm. Lukaku after that for that run and then switch back to Renato about that week 14 and then have him till about yeah. week 23 and then I might even do the double up and get Lukaku and Renato up front. So, Or you could yeah. be like a person in my draft league who has deliberately been shit so he was at the top of the waiver order and got both Lukaku and Renato. So. 
So there's always other options out there if you want to live the mm. fantasy of having both in your same team. So yeah. um, next question we got, will we hold Antonio? Should we keep him or sell him? Uh, I'll let you speak about this one as well just because it's your West Ham, mate. Yeah. Now, as I said, I think the way I'm going to answer this question is if you're, in your, if you're on your wild card, you sell uh, with the turn of fixtures, you're gonna get you get rid of him. You build your side with uh, with other players with better fixtures. If uh, you're not on your wild card, you could potentially hold him. But again, it depends on who you have in that first bench bench position. Yeah. Uh, it's, it depends on uh, who they are, what their fixture is. He is worth keeping. I am moving on from him because I'm on my wild card. Yeah. But he's worth keeping for that one week uh, because he's got those couple of good fixtures straight yeah. after um, Man United. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with that, mate. Um, I next question up. Um, got Tomato and Marcel. Um, I'll do this one just because I, I I'm a massive truther <laughs> of Tomato. I think that if you wanted to double up in the defense, you could get both. But if I was picking between the both, I'd definitely go Tomato just because I think that. The upside's there compared to Marcel, but if you are tight for money, Marcel at 4.6, he might be worth a shout. So, but yeah, definitely be yeah. siding with Samato on that one. So, yeah, um, I, I think, I think while well, I'm doing the same thing, uh, stick to Samato. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, heading into game week five, mate, uh, you did talk about your wild card. Who did you end up getting in for your wild card, mate? Yeah, I uh, ended up uh, keeping Sanchez. Keeping TAA, going tomato, keeping Shaw. Uh, yep. Then I went Raf, Yota, uh, uh, Salah, and Torres. And then up forward, I've got uh, St. Max, uh, Jimenez, and Ronaldo with a bench of Steer, Williams, Gallagher, and Livramento. So, what I like about this team is, uh, as I said, it's balanced. Um, my bench options. I could play them every week comfortably, depending on the fixtures. Uh, I, I basically wild carded due to the dip in how I went. I wanted to move on from West Ham. Uh, uh, from West Ham, I had striker issues in DCL and Antonio. Uh, yeah. Fixture swings for Brentford. Dinier's dead, uh, and <laughs> wanted to jump on assets from, uh, you know, more assets from Liverpool, Wolves, City, Palace, uh, yeah. just to and. Palace more so, it's more of a fixed uh, moving forward. Like I didn't want to make another transfer. Yeah. Uh, so that's the reason I brought in some Palace assets uh, with an eye to bring in Lukaku for Ronaldo around about game week seven or eight. Uh, and yeah. my captain this week is more than likely going to be Salah because I cannot see myself captaining Ronaldo uh, given that playing West Ham. Uh, if I was to pick a... If I was to pick a bit of a maverick captain, I would almost go St. Max for this fixture. They're playing leads, as as we've said in the pod, you know, they're not good defensively. He could easily have two or three goals. So yeah. that's my team in, in a bit of a nutshell. No, it's nice. A nice summary, mate. I actually like your team, mate. It's not too bad. And uh, a few differential plays in there as well to sort of mm. hopefully if they do hit, you'll be laughing. Um, exactly right. I did the wild card also this week. So I started up with Saar. Semedo, Shaw, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Tierney, Gallagher, Joda, Rafinha, Salah, Jimenez, Ronaldo, um, Gunn 
is reserve keeper Brownhill, Liveramento, and I've kept Antonio on the bench at this stage. So I'm the same as you. I kind of want to not have to make any trades, at least to that game week eight, game week nine. So it could change because I really want to get my boy Kenny McLean in. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how I go, see how many beers it takes for me to get the courage to change my team around. But at the moment, I'll stay at that. I had to get Gallagher in even though they've got Liverpool, but I just, yeah, he's just too exciting not to have in my team. So anyone yeah, who's and I wouldn't um, be... looking at that player no. and going, oh, I might wait. He could mm-hmm. be nearly 6.0 by the time you wait to week nine. So, And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he actually scored. I, I reckon Liverpool win the game, but it wouldn't surprise me if he scores a goal in that game too. Yeah, like 5-1. And he scores a goal and gets <laughs> as long as it's as long as it's Salah scores four and I've captained him, I'd be very happy. Yeah, I think I'm going to hang the captain on uh, Salah this week as well. Even Trent Alexander Arnold, I mean, it's a pretty ballsy move, but I reckon it could pay off. Uh, I always go go by the rule: never captain a defender. It always yeah. ends in tears. I remember. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long you've been playing the game, but. I remember uh, triple captaining a Brighton defender. I'm pretty sure it was Duffy. Um, because yeah. he had such good uh, such good fixtures, everyone was doing it, and he ended up scoring, I think, two points. So <laughs> in that in that double game week, so no, my my rule is never ever captain a defender. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I tell a little funny story. I play a fantasy game through um, fan tracks, and um, it's a draft league. And uh, my computer fizzled out, and I picked Trent Alexander Arnold as the number one pick in the draft. Uh, I was filthy, but on that platform, you end up being top scorer for the year. So, no, nice. <laughs> so it, was, it was pretty funny. Everyone was kind of like, oh, how did you know? And I'm like, oh, mate, uh, wish I knew. It was just an accident. So, <laughs> anyway, that uh, about does the pod this week. Um, to see the rest of our content, head over to my Twitter, which is FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz. And for all of Damo's content, head over to FPL West Ham on Twitter as well. Um, our Facebook group, EPL Fantasy Amateurs of Oz, it's a bit more in-depth with the post and um, less people, so it's a bit less maniac on there. Um, if you want to listen to this podcast, head over to uh, Podbean and Spotify. But, um, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show tonight, Damo. You've uh, offered some good insight again. No, nah, no problem at all. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for having me on. No worries, everyone. Good luck this week, and I'll see you next week.